Hi, welcome to May around Great Hearts Table. I suppose the question I want to raise in this episode and the next is something like this. If Christ is risen, why do I feel so dead? Uh, perhaps you've not framed it quite that way, but if you're like many pastors, you felt it. You love what you do, you find life-giving moments, but now and then you wonder when you might come up for some air. So let's talk about that. As always, thanks for joining us around Great Hearts Table. This year, each one of us will take seven and one half million breaths, according to Dr. Michael Stevens' recent book, Breathtaking. That amazes me. But during that same year, pastors might not keep a single Sabbath. That concerns me. Dr. Stevens notes that we don't need to be reminded to breathe. We need no command, no religious conviction, no peer pressure. But to breathe deeply requires some level of persuasion, just like Sabbath-keeping. God has built into our bodies a remarkable resilience in the face of stress. Stress triggers our sympathetic nervous system, which shoots adrenaline into the bloodstream. This, in turn, stimulates all the consequential biological reactions that are a part of our fight-or-flight instinct. We might ordinarily find socially acceptable ways to channel this heightened physiological state, but over time, our bodies can be worn out by the experience and our self-control fractured. We grow short, reactive, even violent, and sometimes we take all of that home. We've been advised to react intentionally to a challenge by pausing to take a few deep breaths. This opens up a space between stimulus and response, allowing us to respond in a more rational and less reactive way. This seems to be more than good advice. When we take those often recommended deep breaths, according to Dr. Stephen, our parasympathetic system is initiated. The hormone thus released calms the heart and encourages the release of serotonin and dopamine with their corresponding positive psychological effects. That the momentary pause of deep breathing keeps me from punching a wall or shouting profanities is a side benefit. It's a psychically and physically good thing to breathe and to breathe deeply. This all makes me wonder whether there are similar benefits to the practice of Sabbath. Pastoral ministry is a stressful calling. There's joy, but there are those days, and sometimes prolonged periods, that leave us depleted and wanting to flee. Sometimes this is our own fault, being driven by perfectionism and a failure to set firm boundaries. Sometimes it's caused by the sin of others around us. Nevertheless, we let our days grow long, we build insufficient margins, we work too hard, and often for the wrong reasons. Pastors talk of having a day off without giving a thought to how odd this sounds in a world where most people get two. And to compensate, we take vacations and struggle to even do that very well. We feel compelled to respond to crises or to make an appearance at meetings. We have a hard time letting go, even when on vacation. In a word, 
metaphorically, we rarely take time to breathe, and that can take a toll on our bodies, on our mental health, and on our spirits. And so God, aware of all of this, gives us a gift. He gives us the Sabbath to remind us that He, not our work, saves us. God builds into our rhythms this reminder to pause and to breathe, and pastors particularly struggle to receive this gift. When most around us are enjoying a Sabbath, even if they don't keep it well, we exhaust ourselves with preaching and teaching and other duties done for God. We persuade ourselves that we get our Sabbath another day in the week. But then that day becomes the day we mow the lawn and paint the kitchen and help our kids move. At times, try as we might to protect it, it becomes just another day of ministry. We don't complain. We say it's the nature of the job. But to take a true Sabbath is a struggle. And in our failure to do so, we fail to breathe deeply as we ought. We who, like the priests in Jesus' day, profane the Sabbath by our calling certainly need help, such as that given by Marva Dawn in her book, Keeping the Sabbath Holy. I commend it to you, even as I understand that with these things, I will always struggle. As a perfectionist with workaholic tendencies, I'm the kind of person most needing Sabbath, and so I'm trying to learn to manage my Sundays better. I schedule less. I read things to feed my heart. I go to a park and watch the birds. I sit and allow my mind to wander. Dr. Stevens' book has no index listing for Sabbath. I wish it did. It's not a stretch to suggest that the God who built into our bodies a pathway from deep breathing to physiological and psychological wholeness has designed the weekly Sabbath to the same end. A couple of years ago, I and most other pastors, for a time, would wake up on Sunday realizing that all our work was done and no duties lay before us. Such days were glimpses of the rich possibilities of genuine Sabbath-keeping. How ironic that it took a worldwide pandemic caused by, of all things, a respiratory disease to remind us of the promise of breathing. Great Hearts Table is published on the first, second, and fourth Mondays of each month in both audio and print format. Thanks to Over the Rhine for permission to use their wonderful songs, All My Favorite People, and Called Home. And thanks to you for listening. I am Randy Greenwald, pastor of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Oviedo, Florida. Just shy of breaking down, there's a bend in the road that I have found called home. Take a left of loneliness, there's a place to find forgiveness called home.